The coolest way to get through the summer heat is with a $69 AC tune-up from Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. $69 to make sure your air conditioning is working at peak cooling. Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. Because when you focus only on heating and cooling for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. And summer heat is when Vernon can show you how good with their $69 AC tune-up. Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. Online at vernonheating.com. Marco Voice. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Graceful. Sally Hurts down for Anthony Modest. Royce. Not a bad idea. And there it is for Coco. For Borussia Dortmund. The long wait is over. Unbridled joy in the Via Daly. Hey, welcome back to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake. Hanging with Carver, as always, who was in the middle of making dinner. Uh, I don't know how you swung this to uh, step aside from <laughs> literally in the middle of making a big dinner to, to do a pi- podcast, but I'm, I'm glad we're able to record. How are you doing, man? How's dinner? <laughs> it's going well. It, it takes a while. So, you know, you got to prep and let some uh, dough rise for a bit and everything. I'm making some butter chicken, but minus the chicken, it's tofu, actually. <laughs> Fancy. So, and we're doing some homemade naans. Um, but what can I say? Bundesliga is back this weekend. It, it's really flown by, honestly. I, I feel like it, maybe mid to late December, I was like, oh my God, we have a whole nother month. And then here we are looking at four or five days already until we get to see some Dortmund football again. So that's what's been motivating me this week. How are you doing? Good. Uh, it was a really busy week at work last week, um, but it's so fun. Carver and I hung out over the weekend, so we talked a lot, but it, it was just kind of it was like so hectic and so crazy, but at the same time, I loved like every minute of it. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I would, I, it did kind of fly by. I remember like thinking back, like, oh my gosh, we have so long to wait. Now it's here, which is exciting. But at the same time, I feel like it's been so long since I've just watched any football, really. Uh, I mean, I watched an FA Cup match today uh, while I was at work, but still, I don't know. It, it feels like there hasn't been any really teams I'm watching that I'm like actually backing or anything. And, um, so no, I'm really excited to get back to it. We were already planning. Uh, were you going to jump in there with the Tottenham joke? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not Spurs, huh? <laughs> trying to, trying to shrug that under the rug. Huh? Uh, yeah, nothing to get excited about really. <laughs> um, uh, my, my other team starts February 25th in MLS. So that's what I'm looking yeah, for. That yeah. too. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, we were already planning to record an episode and then, uh, some breaking news this morning that kind of came out of nowhere. Made it an even more perfect day to record an episode. I'm sure if we were, I don't know, we probably would have made an emergency episode if, if we weren't already planning to do it. But great timing um, to uh, talk about our brand new surprise signing, which we are going to get into a quick preview for you. Uh, like I said, we we're planning an episode to preview Augsburg anyway. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we had a couple friendlies um, with some standouts like Sebastian Allaire, which we'll get into uh, a little update on Mokoko. Um we got a, a few Twitter questions that will kind of go along the lines of these um, the, these signings. So let's jump right into it. Uh, we woke up to the news. I, I actually woke up really early today. So I saw the news, I guess, at like 5.30, like right when I rolled out of bed. Went to the gym at like 6 this morning. 
I was trying something new, and uh, I'm gonna crash hard after this podcast. <laughs> it wasn't bad when it, you know it always. It's like it sucks waking up, but once you're there, it's like fine. Yeah. I'm not this is not a new year, new me thing. I was just like, ah, like I. It's because it's we're recording on January 17th, so I'm a little late to the new year, new me. Let's work <laughs> out. But <laughs> I guess if I get a slow start to the year, that's fine. But anyways, welcome to the news. Uh, that Dortmund, I think before he had signed, it was it was pretty like, oh, he's taking his medical. He's going to sign Julian uh, Ryerson from Union Berlin. Uh, right back, right winger, can also play left back. Uh, and, yeah, just really excited to see this. I mean, we, we got the news so quick. I was like, this seems too good to be true that we're signing someone. And I think we talked the last time we talked, Carver, we were pretty much had already written off that we're not going to have any January signings. Uh, so, I mean, your, your thoughts right off the bat, you excited, you happy. I am. How are you feeling? That's a bit of sneaky business from Dortmund, isn't it? I don't think we've had much of any rumors for Ryerson to my knowledge, at least I haven't seen much of any news pop up in recent weeks or even days until maybe the last, what, maybe 24 hours or so. And this deal was heating up. I'm imagining it was reactionary and but also proactive in the sense that Munier picked up another injury, and we are once again looking at the bench for fullbacks going, well, we could maybe throw another winger at wingback like Eddie Yemi or something like that. But again, this club has just been lacking the uh, wide players really from front to back, but specifically in the back for a while now. So I think this was just a quick, cheap buy to try to plug some holes there. Obviously, it's not the most flashy or exciting or big name we've seen. But Ryerson is pretty defensive or pretty solid defensively, excuse me. Um, he's kind of like, a, I almost want to say like a peace check slash Subatage like player that we're signing on here. Um, like you said, could play on either flank. Um, it was good on the club for being proactive and, you know, after Munia picking up the injury, because again, we, we don't really have much depth. But I got a quote from Kale here saying, we have big sporting challenges ahead of us for which we need defensive stability. Ryerson is an intelligent and aggressive defending player. Um, so I think we're going to get a lot of versatility out of him. We're going to have, you know, another dog in the field that's going to throw himself into challenges, uh, hopefully a little bit more intelligent than some of our other defenders, I guess, like Chan. But um, again, it's going to help us provide that width. So uh, it's some smart business from Dortmund. Yeah. Do you think this is a guy we had on our radar or is this a, someone we would have signed if, like as a Mounier replacement, if Mounier wasn't injured, like do you think this is a guy we were already looking at, or just kind of a quick fix? Um, like what? Your, what are your thoughts on just him overall as like a signing? I guess um, radar maybe, but it was probably just from afar. I think we were looking at a handful of players from afar in these past few months of trying to think about who we want to pull the trigger on. Is it going to be someone that's going to be a starter and try to implement immediately, or are we just trying to? hold on to what we can for the next full summer window. And then we can really invest because you look at someone like Ben Zabaini. I mean, he's going to be that player that he's going to be thrown in immediately. Cause I'm imagining Guerrero is not going to extend at this point. And Ben Zabaini is going to obviously again, offer some more defensive stability. So I think we're just looking at the other hand of the field, but also for now, Ben Zabaini is not going to be here for another several months. So we don't really have a left back either. So I mean, right back is pretty tight are pretty shallow at the moment, but definitely in left back, you have no one besides Guerrero at the moment. Certainly Schultz, no way he plays and no way do we want to see him play for this club ever again. Um, so that's probably my thought process there. But yeah, I mean, 
I'm happy with this so far. Again, I, I said last week that I would be more happy or uh, excited to see the club put these contract extensions to bed with players like Mokoko, players like Royce, Dahoud, Hummels, uh, rather than try to get someone in the last like few days of the transfer market because we don't know what else to do. So, um, you know, we didn't spend a lot and pretty solid signing in my opinion. I mean, could be another player like Oshan and again, another Pichu Subatich like player. Yeah. Even if it is like just a, like a quick fix, uh, I was really happy to see this signing one Munez out. And this is a guy like he's been starting for Berlin union Berlin. Um, so he's a guy like he doesn't need to adjust. Like he, he should be able to come straight into, I know we play a little different system, but he should be able to, he's Bundesliga ready, Bundesliga proven. Um, if you look at his stats, no, he like he doesn't have the best stats when it comes to, like going forward. Uh, but we've heard he's he's strong defensively. That's Union Berlin is strong defensively, and honestly, we we kind of need that, and we we should hopefully be able to create a lot with uh, our pacey wingers. I'm just thinking Adiyemi down that right side, um, but he I, I still see. I, I think he there's could be a lot of upside to him. He's only 25. Like he's I think he's still got some time to develop. Um, so like being very optimistic, like it was the last episode we did, like he could turn into a, a great player. I don't, could be a stretch, could be a reach, but uh, as far as like Bundesliga ready, um, quick fix or not, I'm, I'm happy and excited for the signing and excited to see him slot in and hopefully, hopefully we get a lot out of him. Um, yeah, he, he actually played against Augsburg recently in the league for, obviously for Berlin and he played at left wing back of that game and, in that uh, match, he completed most tackles and the most dribbles. So, And I think he's also in the 91st percentile for most dribbles completed compared to other fullbacks in the league. Um, so he's got, I mean, he's got some qualities to him that stand out mm-hmm. amongst others, but I think he's just across the board a pretty solid player. And I, I might have failed to mention already, but he did have also only six months left on his contract. So I think this is a little bit of a mutual understanding between both clubs in Berlin trying to get a you know quick buck out of him. That's not a bad... Uh, sale and then uh, us obviously not trying to spend too much so yeah i did see uh, a couple things on twitter as far as like the berlin camp whether i don't know if it's like people within the club or just like supporters and, and fans like they weren't too happy about it but like you mentioned uh his contract is coming up so good uh for us to capitalize on that opportunity uh the fact that we were they were to give them a price and they were able to get some money out of it if they were just gonna lose him on a free this summer anyways like i said we we need them we need that depth i'd much rather see like a real fullback or a wingback come in than just put volf or Adiemi or hazard back there again like and and if he is a lot more defensive if we uh see guerrero start to push up that left side more than that just brings more stability stability exactly, which yeah. is what we need so i'm I'm pretty happy with the signing. I hope, hope I, th- I think there, like I said, I think there's a lot of upside still. And I, I hope that, uh, I don't know. I hope it pans out. Well, I, I don't, I don't see it going. I don't know. Optimistic <laughs> me over here. I don't, I don't see it going bad. I, I'm very don't happy. Talk with yourself into a corner. Let's no, just... no, no. I'm for now. I mean, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. He might get injured <laughs> during Oxford. <laughs> Cross my fingers. Hopefully not, but I, I'm, I'm very excited. I was really excited to see the news. Um, Quick, we'll just touch on this next one quick. Actually, we had some Twitter questions. Um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll jump onto this one quick and then get back to the Twitter questions, which are more like transfer related. Uh, there's some links with Anthony Alenga from Manchester United. Have you seen anything about this? 
Yeah, so I think Fabrizio Romano confirmed there was interest with our club, at the very least, again, maybe just looking from afar. And I think the player himself maybe sees a potential future in the Bundesliga. Um, I've seen him only play a little bit, like kind of whenever Ronaldo was still at United last year and still performing at least relatively well, uh, because they didn't really have many other players at the time. I think Sancho has fallen out of form and also picking up knocks here and there. So Elenga was like one of the very few attackers they had at the time. But now with Garnacho at United, and I mean, they have a, Ten Hag has done a terrific job, of course, but he's one thing he's really done well is invested a lot in some great youth players at United. So I think Alanga might just might, might start to need some time abroad or just elsewhere in England to uh, pick up some minutes again and maybe find some more form. Because for what I've seen, I, I was impressed. And I, obviously, it could be another addition to our um, being depth in our wide areas. So, yeah, he's 20 years old. I think he only has only has 13 uh, caps for the first team. Um, like you said, young hasn't got a lot of playing time with them. And so what? I, what I also saw, I think it was in that same for Bitrio from Romano Romano tweet. I apologize. Hopefully, he's not listening. Um, <laughs> it'd be great to have him on the show sometime, but he won't come on if he hears me pronounce his name like that. Um, that it looked like. He he's up for a Bundesliga move, uh, but it seemed like another option might be to loan him to Everton. I don't think I don't know if he wants to go to Everton. Wow, that club's operating right now. Um, but I think, and it, it's kind of down to United. So, like, if they still see him as a player that they want to develop, develop, they might want to send him to another Premier League club, one that's not like a major uh, competitor, uh, but still let him develop in in the Premier League. So it's kind of. As he said, it's it's up to United, and I just am curious what their thoughts on developing him are. If they've kind of like they're kind of done with him because like Ten Hag's in here and he's bringing in some other guys, um, then benefit to us. But who really knows? Since he is still so young and he he does have a few matches in him, then he might want to keep him in the Premier League and still try to develop him. Um, but I, I think it, it could be a good option. The fact that he has played in the Premier League, coming to the Bundesliga, could be a, a good switch, and again gives us that that depth and it also like it when you look at i mean what dortmund likes to do we like to develop people and it seems like maybe we're shifting a little where we're not just trying to be that club that's getting young people and trying to sell them but it looks it, it it's a little combination of both you know what i mean like he's a he's a guy who has some experience um but at the same time he's still young um it's like fits both profiles like could give us some good depth and then maybe we could if they want to sell them later that's still an option too um, so I don't hate it, especially I think the the rumor is it looks like a possible loan move um, for this January window. So I'm get we it seems like we need bodies. So I'm not mad at at this point. I'm not mad at any, anyone coming in really. And speaking of that, we usually body United in the transfer market. So I'm imagining we could probably snag a pretty sweet deal from them in terms of you know, the wage structure of how much percentage we're going to pay of his wages. I think we're going to probably play it pretty smart on that end as well and get him for pretty cheap and have another pacey winger to hopefully help us um, attack a little bit better as a unit. Yeah, and I'm just going to jump right into these uh, Twitter questions real quick too. Um, from Chris, he did ask about Schultz. But I, so the Schultz situation, like they're letting him kind of play in these like friendlies and play with the second team, but obviously not doing it has any first team action, right? Oh, well, I was going to say, and even then I I didn't see him get any minutes in either friendly in no. recent weeks. So I think he just traveled with the team to kind of keep up his fitness, but 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the actual question, uh, I'm not convinced, Chris says, I'm not convinced about Adeyemi or Mullen still with a combo of Brandt, Reyna, JBG, and Wolf uh, be enough to take care of those wide positions. Just on that, uh, tied into Alenga, again, if if we got some more options coming in, great. Uh, I've spoken about Adeyemi a lot before. Like, I still think there's an upside there. And, I mean, we both touched on Mullen. But, again, like, bring in more depth, gives us some more options. So that kind of ties into Alenga. You have anything on that? Well, of course you have Ryerson as well. I know he. Yep. We said he plays fullback, but he also plays in the midfield. We could. I, I mean, it's kind of like almost like I was mentioning maybe a few weeks back. Now the Castagna idea of this man could play pretty much almost anywhere in the back four, and then definitely higher up the field as well. At least kind of in the midfield. Um, so we're addressing the problems up wide, definitely. And I also think, of course, all of us have had our frustrations with Malin and, and also Adeyemi hasn't had the best uh, or hasn't hit the ground running, I'll say, at this club yet. But with the return of Haller, I think that's just the exact kind of, uh, I don't know, luck they could have, I guess, on the field to give them a lot more space to run into both of those two uh, players and can be, you know, maybe the the link that they need to pick up some form at, you know, we've seen from Haller, at least from the short glimpses and those two friendlies that he, he's, uh, is great with his link up play. Yeah. I also think, um, the second half of the season, we're actually, we're going to finally be able to see Reina. Um, he's had quite a bit of time. They were really, uh, easy with him or like they tried really tried to ease him in, uh, first half of the season. And then he was fully healthy for the world cup. We know how that went, uh, but now it looks like we we should be able to see like a arena that's ready to go, which gives us more more options. Whether that's him as a ten, him out wide, brain out wide, um, I don't know. So we we got options, extra options with Reina fully healthy, I think too. Um, next question from Steve B: uh, Is this the only? Win- so this is uh, back to Ryerson. Is this the only winter transfer we make this season? How satisfied should we be? Do you think Ryerson solves our fullback problem? It doesn't solve our fullback problem, but it definitely helps us for now, at the very least until Mounier is hopefully back in the next six to eight weeks. Again, this was a, this is one of those signings that we can get for cheap before he runs out on his contract, and then we could really invest in the summer into obviously more than likely Benzema any, and then potentially another right back on top of that. Because I think with the signing of Ryerson, that probably kind of sealed the deal of Mounier probably not playing much going forward. Yeah, again, it, it doesn't solve the problem, but it I think it could be a potential problem solver for the and it is for the time being. It gives us that extra depth that we've needed in that position. Um and who knows, like maybe Mounier comes back and then Ryerson we haven't seen him yet for us, but I mean, he steps it up, that gives him extra motivation to try and keep that spot um and and keep pushing on, uh, which is exciting. And then as far as uh, this is the only winter transfer we make this season. I'm already I'm happy because I did not expect anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, and I think both Terzic and Vatska were saying, and what maybe Kale saying that uh, wasn't Terzic. Excuse me, it was Kale. I was saying we're probably not going to be active whatsoever in this January window. So I think the signing really caught a lot of us by surprise, but a welcome one at that. And yeah. as, you know, in terms of satisfaction, I as long as we can get the again, as long as we can get these extensions out of the way, I, I'd like to see Dahoud extended, Mukoko, Royce. Uh, and then I'd like to see Hummels for another year too. And then I'd be fine with only one signing this summer or this winter, excuse me, this winter. Yeah. And then us uh, on Ryerson too. I should have done these Twitter questions right after we talked about Ryerson, but uh, both fully healthy. Do you prefer Ryerson or Murray at right back? And I'm going to let you answer this one. I just, I have not 
if, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. I'm a fairly new Dortmund fan still. I've not seen Murray that that much, so I'll let Carver handle this one. Well, we here's the thing is we haven't seen Murray play in almost two years. And then on top of that, I personally haven't seen Ryerson play too much outside of against us and kind of whipping us or whipping our ass in that game. So um, it's I mean, it's a pretty blind pick, to be honest with you. And I don't really want to give a disingenuous answer, but I guess if I had to pick at the moment. They offer you so they're so they're different players at the same time. You know, Moray is obviously a little bit more of a playmaker, um, and and they both can get up, of course. But Ryerson's a lot more of the dog, the stronger player. So I guess in this moment, we need players to you know not be lost defensively. So I'm probably going to go Ryerson. Do you know Moray's status? Because I feel like every few months I see him like tweeting with a smiley face, like happy to be back, and then I'm like, where are you? <laughs> Well, he he was he did go to the Marbella uh, training camp in Spain, so I think that's great news. And he looked like he was doing full contact as well. So cool. maybe a return is closer than we would expect. Nice. All right, and so we kind of alluded. What we're going to move on a little bit. We kind of alluded to to some of this with as far as getting extensions and new contracts done. So uh, I I don't know why I maybe. I felt like I was on Dortmund Twitter today, uh, but maybe it's I was slacking. Maybe it's last week I wasn't doing anything because I was too busy with work. Uh, do you have a, like a Makoko update? Because I, I don't know the latest. I guess nothing huge yet. I'm just trying to give everyone as much information that we can that we have because we only record every other week or so at the moment. But uh, according to Sky on January 12th, but Borussia Dortmund and Mukoko have converged significantly, significantly in recent negotiations. There is no final agreement and details are to be clarified, but the extension between the two sides is rather looking very likely now. And for this being, you know, over a calendar year thing now, I mentioned last week that the first time that his agent, Patrick Williams, went out to the media and talked about his extension was January of 2022. So this is in a long, grueling, frustrating process. But I think we're going to – we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, Jake. And, and Mukoko's yeah. right at the end of there with the golden boot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sharing we all, it with Hilaire, of course. Yeah. We, we all thought, like, as soon as the World Cup hit – because he, he was going to be at the World Cup when he turned 18, and we thought they were going to have a contract ready and it would be signed. And then it turns out there's a little more discussions that, that – needed to happen and yeah we, we thought it was done a, a while ago and now it's we're still sitting here waiting so hopefully hopefully we'll get hopefully. there we're all just we, sitting here with our fingers crossed at the moment and if this is your first uh first time listening uh if this is your first episode i will say if you're like wow they just brushed over makoko really quickly we talked about him a lot in this situation in the last episode so if you want to hear a little more uh, take we, we just don't want to we're not going to go into that rant again because we already <laughs> did we already did it uh so listen to more episodes of our yeah. podcast go back now we we did talk about makoko extensively and the the situation and, and waiting for the signing so we're still waiting and who knows maybe by the time this episode is actually out and you're listening to it maybe it's done because that happens sometimes too we put out episodes then we learn a lot more um let's dive into the friendlies that took place in spain um this was almost like, oh, like Dortmund's back and I'm excited to watch. And then I was not able to watch these. Uh, they were available on their Facebook page and you could even rewatch the live streams are still up. Uh, the feed was still up. It was, had English commentary, which was good. I watched part of them. I did not get to watch the full uh, the, the full game. I also saw the results. I didn't try to avoid spoilers as much with this one. 
but pretty good results. We took on a first. We played Dusseldorf from the two Bundesliga. Uh, we won five to one, and then we also played FC Basel, went in six zero. Um, Carver, I don't know if you have a quick. Did you watch both games first of all? <laughs> I watched both games, but they were both on while I was at work. So I was just kind of yeah. doing those takes here and there. Was there any, so I feel like we got to talk about Hilaire, the obvious standout. Um, did he score, did he score two goals against Dusseldorf? I should, I should have these. He did not, up, he did not score any against Dusseldorf. He was very close. He had a chance at the very okay. end of the game, but just, I think he pulled it a little bit wide. I could be, my memory could be uh, mistaken there, but. No, he did not net one in the first one. And then he got a hat trick in seven and a half, eight minutes, or excuse me, seven and a half (laughs) minutes, or just under eight minutes. Three goals against uh, Basel. So uh, against Dusseldorf, scores were Passlack, Adeyemi, Schlotterbeck. Who who would have guessed Passlack scoring the first first goal goal. for Dortmund in 2023? Yeah, why did we sign a full? Why did we sign a fullback? We got Passlack in here banging in goals. And why do do we need to extend Mukoko? We got Passlack banging in goals. Uh, And then Mullen for the Mullenators. He did score uh, twice in in (laughs) two minutes. So I will say, I know this was a friendly, and I know it was against Dusseldorf, but I, I looked at this match as what we did, we're getting people ready for this season. So a lot of our top players got some good minutes to get back into things. And Dusseldorf as a two Bundesliga side, I almost saw this as like a Pokal match. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not like they're so beneath us. This is a, a club you could easily lose to in the Pokal. Uh, so for us to win five to one, I was pretty happy and satisfied. Seeing Hilaire come out of the pitch like and, and create some, some good chances. Cause he was on there for a few of the goals uh, in and around it. So how, how can you not be happy with that? Yeah. Mukoko was uh, not performing at his best. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining he probably had the extension on his mind is maybe just kind of messing with them with his brain a little bit, but um, thankfully we had Hilaire in both of those games because he really unlocked both of those clubs defenses and was brilliant in his link up play which I mentioned already and really helped the team be a little bit more fluid, a lot more confident. I think the confidence in general just really shot up when he came on the field because he's just like, man, I mean, he, here the man is of under several months even of beating cancer and uh, overcoming the odds and, you know, just remaining optimistic and strong and uh, to go in and, and net three. I mean, you love to see it. Yeah. We talked a lot about expectations for, Alaire in the last episode also, if you want to check oh, yeah. that out. Could not be more happy to be proven wrong, by the way. I, I remember myself saying that last week where I was like, or not last week, the week previously, where I was like, there's no way he starts against Augsburg. You know, we're even though apparently reports saying it's a lot better than we're anticipating, I'm not imagining a return before like mid-February. And here this man comes before <laughs> the league even starts. <laughs> yeah, well, because we had a Twitter question about expectations, and we're like, there, there are none. Like, you, we don't know what... Like there were rumors, yeah, like maybe he'll be ready by expert Augsburg, but we're like, we can't put anything on him. Like just expect Mokoko. But now coming in and, and creating, because he came on in the 74th minute against Dusseldorf, and then we scored in the 81st, 86th, and 88th minute. Um, so he, he's, we already mentioned it, but he, he was in there uh, like being creative and like you said, work, passing the ball around and creating those chances and everything. So great to see. And then against FC Basel, um, scored a hat trick and you can say it's just FC Basel, but for him to just come like 
no no one else scored a hat trick. <laughs> it's still impressive to do Paul that Ross no matter Allen. no matter who who you're playing against, it's still pretty impressive to score a hat trick. And Makoko, did Makoko score against Basil? No, no, he did not score okay. either game. And and to bring us back down to earth a little bit, we have to remember at the end of the day that of course it's a friendly. Uh we're still not sure if if is gonna preview or perform against Augsburg or even the next few games. I think we just might have he'd been fit enough to uh, give it a go for 15, 20 minutes in these friendlies. But either way, I mean, just incredible the story he's had and the arc he's had, of course. And everyone's backing him to score the first goal at the yellow wall this potentially this uh, Sunday. I I think he gets minutes. I don't think he's starting. I don't think he's getting 45, but I think he's definitely coming on for minimum 15. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's crazy to call right now, but <laughs> you're looking at me like, <laughs> why not, man? Why oh, not? My goodness, uh, I mean, a lot it, of reasons why not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any did I don't know did, anything else uh, from those games like stand out to you? Anything else? No, I was gonna you know? I was gonna bring us into the moment we've been waiting for. Finally, let's talk about the Bundesliga being back this weekend, and specifically Dortmund football being back this weekend. Um, back at home against Augsburg. Um, I'm very interested to see how their coach Massen does, former Dortmund 2 coach. Uh, for those of you who slipped my mind, honestly, I forgot he was hired in the summer and I haven't really thought about Augsburg too much since, but um, former Dortmund 2 coach taking over Augsburg. They're winless in their last eight games. Um, and like I said, we're at home already, so a lot of optimism coming out of this one. How are you feeling? Uh, they did just beat Wolfsburg. Well, was this a friendly? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, excuse me. Winless in their last eight competitive games. That's my fault. Yeah, That's yeah. my fault. No, no, you're okay. I just pulled up, pulled it up, and, and saw that they had that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know what Augsburg's been doing in the off season. Um, so I, I like, I've not been paying attention. I don't know if they're going to come out uh, the restart and start firing. I don't really see it. Um, I think. We should just with the excitement of Allaire, whether he's starting or not. I don't think he's starting, but I think he'll come on. I, I don't know. I think we. Ju- I, I just felt I feel really good vibes coming off of Spain. And again, yeah, the competition's not. It's not Bundesliga, and they were friendlies. But I, I feel like we got some good vibes um, now that we got the signing. Allaire's scoring hat tricks. Um, I'm optimistic. I. I if we're going to go right into predictions, I'd say we, we start the restart the season with a 3-0 win. Holler hat trick. I was going to say, <laughs> you, you, no, well, you could call that because, of course, it's Augsburg. I mean, you go back. Holland on his debut for Dortmund scored a hat trick. Alcacer uh, scored a hat trick against Augsburg as well. It, it usually goes one or two ways, at least in the last four or five years, against Augsburg. We have one of these games where we're up 3-4-0 with our new striker scoring a hat trick. Or it's very frustrating. We walk out of Augsburg. We're at home, of course, but we walk out of Augsburg with a point. And, you know, only good thing we had that game was Hazard just trying to 1v11 everyone. But, um, I mean, they have some goal scorers on their team that we're going to have to look out for. They're usually running the front two. Uh, both of their strikers up top, Demirovic, I think, is their top scorer. Uh, he's been netting a few, as, and he's got support around him. So we're going to have to keep um, our heads on a swivel for that. And I'm hoping that we're going to look pretty organized. Again, now that we have a little bit more stability in Ryerson, he could be good to go, I would imagine, uh, this Sunday. I mean, I don't really see a reason why he wouldn't be able in the squad at least. 
Uh, and there's a lot of different ways you could go about this if you're Terzic. I mean, depending on obviously the shape you want to go with, we want to go a little bit more narrow since we have these striker winger hybrids, uh, or now that we have a little bit more width, uh, depth and uh, excuse me, width with um, Ryerson, you could go a whole different way and how we're going to attack with maybe Mukoko starting up top alone or Haller doing a two striker system. I mean, Terzic has a lot of choices to make. He's got a lot of big decisions to make, but again, this is the problems you want to have as a coach. Yeah. And I think we, we have that depth now. Uh, no one's just really injured yet. We've got a couple like long-term injuries, uh, mm-hmm. do, which uh, I guess on that note, do you, have you heard any more about, uh, JBG because I know he was working his way back and then had some pain in his shoulder to where he was doing uh, lighter training and exercise in Spain. Do you know anything about that? I can't say I do, unfortunately. Since he was back at the training facility, I haven't heard much from him either. Um, so, I mean, I don't really expect to see him because he's probably still getting better. But we saw Dahoud in those friendlies too, so he's mm-hmm. he's back. Mm-hmm. Um who who else was out? I mean, we got Schlatter back. We got who, Sule, who was got... in is a better question. We'll probably have <laughs> an easier time listing that. That's true. Hummel Hummels is in. Like we got we got depth in our center backs. We have obviously uh, Royce back as well. Yep, uh, saw him play. So I mean, we we have our depth. We actually have depth now. And I so that that makes me excited now that we have Ryerson too. Um, I'm glad that we're starting against Augsburg because it is like it's a knock on wood it's an easy it's a very winnable game very yeah. very winnable game. and to, on top of that at home as well yeah so i it gives us the this is like the perfect opportunity to start this part of the season i don't want to say half of the season because we're not quite halfway through the season but you know what i mean the second half of the season basically uh, on a good note which is what we need because uh, it wasn't going too well towards the end we have other teams who are kind of kicking on um, and we're outside of the top four. So we need to kind of make a run, and this is the perfect game to start fresh. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping we do so. And I, I just think uh, optimistic, Jake, is I've been – it's because we haven't had Dortmund in so long. I've been, I've been so optimistic because I forget the pain. Um, somehow I forget the pain. <laughs> I think we all do as football fans. That's the thing. Like you kind of forget after a couple days. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't, I've said it already. Hilaire. The, the friendlies uh, and everything else, the signings. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm excited and I'm ready. So, Yeah, you shot off your predictions, but I was talking over you earlier. What, what would you say? You said a 3-0? Yeah, I said 3-0, Aller Hattrick. I don't think Aller uh, – I mean, it could happen. I think 3-0, though. I'll, I'll, I'll match that. And that's not even – I mean, I guess that is me being an optimist, but I just think, yeah, but we're going to be too much for Augsburg. We have a lot of quality right now, a lot of available personnel, of course. You have the yellow wall behind you, backing you up. Uh, I can imagine it going pretty wrong pretty quick for Augsburg. But I hopefully I'm not wrong and it's the other way around because usually we can be switched off for the first two minutes and have a hill to climb. So, But I'm going to go 3-0 as well. So yeah, this Sunday versus Augsburg, obviously, uh, 9.30 Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus. There is a midweek match next Wednesday against Mainz. And then, uh, I mean, so we, we got two two games that we can restart this part of the season, hopefully with two wins. Leverkusen could be tough because they've been looking good. Uh, I feel like because they, they hired a new coach, we saw them play in St. Louis. I'm kind of like excited to watch a little more Leverkusen the second half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of them, so I can't say the same. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm I not saying I'm starting a Leverkusen podcast. I'm just saying. God, I saw them in person. Don't. 
I saw him in person. Now I want to see him on TV more. I will say against Mites, the last time we played them was away, and we got a clean sheet with a back four of, listen in now, Schultz, <laughs> Pungracic, Chan, and Paslak. So, <laughs> so unless our whole back line gets injured against Augsburg, we should be good. And even then, if they do... I don't want, I'm not going to make a joke about Schultz playing. I don't want him playing, but other than him, we'll be fine. You know, what we failed to mention, um, as we're kind of wrapping up this episode, um, we, we actually, we kind of had a short episode. I, I thought we might, and I didn't want to say it at the beginning because usually when we do that, we go for like an hour, but we failed to mention, uh, Koble's save against Dusseldorf, which would have put them to, to a two, one up, um, which was the big, like, from distance, from, like, the halfway line, basically, <laughs> kind of trying to was, chip him. And he, it was incredible. It was. I was confused where you were going. But, yeah, that was – that was. I couldn't believe they had the balls to actually shoot there from, I mean, around half, if I'm remembering correctly. And I was like, oh, that's, that's coming back down. And Kobo was able to get there. That, that would have been embarrassing. I – so re, they showed that replay so many times. But I'm glad they did because – watching it over and over. I was like, I don't think every keeper would have got this. I don't think they would have got there. I don't think they would have actually leaped for it because he went up um, and got one hand on it. And it was good that he did it with one hand. But he also like played it off so casually, like just mm-hmm. like tapped it down in front of the goal. Like if anyone was around, they would have tapped it in. Uh, but it was he was like so casual and it was such a, a good save. Uh, unfortunate that he had to make it, but I just got to shout out Kobol, still doing Kobol things and I like it. Yep. Um, I do want to give a quick mention. If you are one of our local listeners in St. Louis, and if you want to, I know we had, we had some new people listening specifically because they were reaching out on Twitter. I don't know if they're from St. Louis or not, but um, if you want to go watch Dortmund, I know Bruce STL, it will be meeting at Amsterdam tap Amsterdam tavern. The game this Sunday, we will be posting uh, about that uh, on our Twitter. I'm going to retweet their stuff. So make sure you follow us at the BVB pod, Twitter and Instagram. You can find links to all our socials, our website, and everything in the description of this episode. Um, but yeah, they're they're meeting this Sunday. I also post a link to if you're not in St. Louis and you want to find like a local supporters group to go watch Dortmund with, whether it's our homies in New York, the Brooklyn Bruson, or anyone else. There's also a link to find uh, supporters clubs throughout the United States and I think the entire world. So if you're one of our international listeners, um, you can find that. Everything's linked in the description of this episode. Uh, besides that, Carver, you got anything else? Uh, fan club in St. Louis is a, always a great shout. Yeah, that's good on you for remembering that. Are you going to go Sunday? I think so, yeah. Nice. I can't promise anything yet. <laughs> I want to. I can't promise anything, though. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I think that's it. I really appreciate you hanging out and listening for this episode of the BVB, po- BVB Podcast. Ooh, so Man, close. we've been doing it for over a year, and I still can't get the title right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had one more thing to add. I uh, struggle. We'll ramble to make it to the usual time that we usually do every week. <laughs> yeah. By the time I actually figure out why, I don't know what I was going to say. And I'm now I'm very upset about it. It's not that important. All I was going to say is we're back. We're like, we're going to get back in the flow of it. Bundesliga is back <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. So I know we, we had a lot of gaps and spaces in between episodes, but we are like officially back as of right now. So that's Yay. all that's all I, I did not that was not that important but we did it all right thanks for hanging out we'll see you later